We have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here, right now, into your present moment. And exhale. Welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild, raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life. You are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time. When you recognize that and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, dojo family. I am coming to you from a super special location in Boulder, Colorado. Just a couple days before David and I head out on a month-long road trip adventure through Sedona and down the coast of California. And today I feel inspired to share some profound codes I've been learning around collapsing your desire into the now. Codes around eliminating waiting and really tracking why we wait and what it takes to collapse the desire we are waiting to receive into the now and really tracking the why behind doing that through affirmation that life has been placing right in front of me over and over again every single time I do that. So I've really been capturing and collecting some potent codes around what it looks like to First of all, notice that you're in a pattern of waiting or settling, even if it's a semi-conscious or totally logistically makes sense. Are you waiting to receive a desire that has already formed in your awareness for a future moment when it makes sense? And why are you waiting? What does it mean to collapse that desire to receive it in the now? That's the question I've been sitting with. And that's a big chunk of the expanse I've been receiving lately. So I'm really excited to share with you um, some codes on that front and also a deep discovery and exploration process I've been in around the difference between intuition and fear. So first I want to start with this receiving your desire in the now, because in my own journey over the last few weeks, that was the jump off point to then lead me into the transmission I want to share around noticing the difference between intuition and fear. And really what I've recognized is that it doesn't matter. And I'll share why in a moment. So when it comes to your desires and 
the experience that you're having in a moment. We speak so much about receiving your highest excitement. What is your highest excitement? What is your highest excitement? Or live into your highest excitement. And I notice in the the conscious community or the spiritual community, there are so there's so much language that I feel like we take for granted. Like we'll talk about you know embody your higher self in the now or live into your highest excitement timeline. But what are we actually saying when we say that? Like, can we slow it down a beat and actually honor? what it takes to live into your highest excitement timeline. Because often if there's a higher excitement timeline to live into, not often, always, if there is a higher excitement timeline to live into that you're aware of, that indicates that you're in a moment of waiting. Why? Often we wait because it makes sense on a physical world level, on a practical, tangible, logistical level, it makes sense or it feels safe or there's some sort of security in, well, I'll do the thing that I'm excited to do that my spirit was really called for three months from now when X, Y, or Z happens or when I can afford it. And so the three months leading up to that moment energetically, you're in a stall, you're in a stall. But what I want to say is let's first start with some compassion. If you notice you're in a stall, like you're in a a career or a job expression, a purpose expression that isn't your highest excitement and you're aware there's a higher one. I just want to start with acceptance and compassion of the why behind being in a stall, being in a waiting. It's like, wow, compassion first. So let's not shame or blame or judge or make wrong the very human and actually more common than not experience of settling majorly or even subtle settling based on either a misperception that you're not worthy of more, not capable of more. The other people over there are lucky or have more of X, Y, or Z than I do, or whatever the matrix of misbeliefs that any individual is holding, they feel very real (laughs) in the moment. So I just, when we talk about live into your highest excitement timeline, receive your highest excitement, what's your highest excitement? Yes. And I want to start with honoring how big of a deal it is to name your highest excitement and actually receive it in in the now. It's easier said than done. It can be easier said than done. And the only reason that the doing of it doesn't feel easy is because we often are in operating within a matrix of misbeliefs, of of self-limiting beliefs, of conditioned responses that we were brought up with in our family systems, right? These ideas that, you know, I don't know if I could do it. What if I fail? What if it doesn't happen? What if I take the leap and it doesn't work? All of those, it feels safer. My my roof over my head, my needs are met. All these things are, are here in this known reality I'm in. And if I were to receive my full fuck yes, highest excitement desire, risk stepping into that timeline, that means I have to let go of the safety net that is here. Whoa, that is a big deal. That's a big deal. So first of all, if you're listening to this and starting to get a spark of inspiration, and at the same time, looking at what you'd have to let go of that feels safe in order to receive your full fuck yes, kudos, man. 
I'm with you. I'm with you. And that's the starting line. That's the starting line to really receiving your highest excitement expression is not only observing with sober eyes, what you have already created yourself into that apparently is not a match to your full fuck yes in the moment, which by the way, will always evolve where it, from my perspective, infinite beings. And when we, you know, arrive into a timeline that feels like the full fuck yes, I imagine that there's always going to be another opportunity for expanse. There's going to be another opportunity for another growth spurt. And it's important to also have the capacity to receive what's here, stabilize in what's here and actually feel fulfilled with what is here. Because on the other side of this, I noticed there's also can be a shadow of constant what's nextness. Now that I've arrived in this thing, okay, who do I be in the next year and the next phase and what else can I grow into? And all of that hyper achievement There's a beauty to it. And I think it's quite natural as evolutionary beings. We will always be evolving. There'll always be an impulse to expand into what's next. And I want to name that as I'm speaking about this, I'm noticing how important it is to also land in what's here. And that is its own growth edge often. When we make these big leaps, which I just made, jumped into another higher timeline expression, And I'm going to share the mechanics of that. I'm noticing now that I've landed here and I've been receiving the life force energy affirmations through synchronicity and higher flow. I notice there's a part of me that almost wants to jump ahead. Like, oh, now what's next? And there's also an importance of like, okay, wait, can I really bask and appreciate what's here? The nature of appreciation is to amplify. Like the way when you buy a car, it immediately depreciates reduces in value. When you appreciate what's here, you increase the value of what is here. You amplify the energy of what's here and become more magnetic to more of that, which you appreciate. So kind of just setting the runway there. So first, not judging, shaming, blaming ourselves for having created ourselves into a timeline that feels subpar. And that when we become aware that we are settling, that we are waiting Instead of going into judgment or shame or guilt or being hard on ourselves, let's go into compassion, starting with compassion and acceptance of like, okay, okay, yep. I really get why on a human level, this particular set of circumstances felt like either the best I could do or felt safe. So the I'll give the example that I experienced in my own life. So last year, I've shared on earlier episodes of the podcast, if you haven't listened, you can check those out. I went through one of the biggest releases of my life. I let go of a nearly four-year relationship with my partner, Oren, who actually he'll be on the podcast a few episodes from now. And that was a huge release of that relationship at the same time as we let go of our home in the Palisades, at the same time as I let go of my life in LA, left LA. And the community, the deep community of family and friends that I had cultivated there over eight years. And so I went into this deep release into the total unknown. And a part of that initiation last year for me, and I had the perspective to recognize that I was being initiated into receiving an embodied trust in life through letting go of the security of everything in my known universe, the known universe, and going into the unknown 
all I had to bank on was myself and my relationship with life. And that relationship needed some cultivation. And what occurred was that life showed up over and over again in ways that blew my mind and really affirmed that I could trust the benevolence of life. And that when I'm moving in alignment, even though it was uncomfortable, it was all true. It was an in alignment for me to, with that amount of intention, release that which was known, move into the unknown. And through that alignment, the amount of synchronicity and flow that showed up in my experience was profound and really afforded me a deeply embodied, at this juncture, it's an embodied trust in life. I know that life is showing up for me even if it feels in the moment, like the sensation or the trigger or the catalyst is uncomfortable. I know that it's happening for a reason. And I really go into the mechanics of that journey in the first and second episode of the podcast. So again, recommend listening to those if you're interested in in the release into the unknown and, and the mechanics of that and what I learned there. So that being said, through the slipstream of my experience last year, I fell in love with a beautiful man who is my current partner, David, and he was living with a a group of friends in a home in Boulder. And at the time, he was about to head off for three months to a Vedic and meditation initiator training. So I moved in with him about a couple months before he left for that training into a home with a group of friends that he had already met before he and I came together. And at the time when I moved in with him, we were traveling a lot and I was experiencing the home itself, which is a beautiful home as a supportive structure. I was experiencing it as a supportive structure, as another indication of like, wow, literally every turn I'm supported. These manifestations are just coming out of left and right that would never have happened if I hadn't trusted and left LA and released in the way that I did. So I find myself in love with the beautiful man. And when I moved out of the space that I had been living in temporarily, we merged together and I moved into the home he was in at the time. It didn't make sense at the time for us to get our own place because he was leaving for three months soon. And I was also planning to travel while he was gone. So we really received it like a supportive structure. Now, fast forward, he just got out of that three month training just a few weeks ago. And as a part of our coming together, our intention has been to, for the first time, co-create our life in in a new timeline that is coming out of the harmony of my highest excitement and his highest excitement. And in the new energy of the meeting between who he has become through his three-month initiation and who I've become during the three months that we spent apart in the deep work that I've been doing during that time, which again, that I speak into that in earlier episodes as well. So lots of juice in those episodes, but I really wanna take you guys from where we are now forward. So who we've become, we meet and we realize, you know what? The house that he had been in before with the group of friends he was with before 
And the two of us having one bedroom in that house is actually, I'm no longer experiencing it as a supportive structure. It's no longer has the juice in it. It's as if it's an expired timeline. We didn't realize at first, but the energy in our relationship started to dip. It was really a function of my energy actually dipping into just lower inspiration than I normally express. And through David's reflection, he started poking at me and noticing that I wasn't in my highest excitement. I wasn't in my highest creative juice. I wasn't hosting and having dinners and and creating in the way that I normally do because, and this is where the mirror of relationship is so powerful. I didn't realize that I had shifted into the energy of waiting because the two of us have been planning to travel so much this summer And we had already received our desire that we would move out of the house at the end of the summer. But I, because it felt safe, because it felt secure, because it was a safe place for all of our things to stay and for soul family to watch our dog Hugo while we travel. It was like a subtle settling into, I'll just be here. We'll be here in the house that isn't our full fuck yes any longer just for a couple of weeks at a time while we're here this summer. And what happened when we were in the house, everything contracted, everything contracted because my system, I was literally waiting. Okay. In 10 days, we leave for Sedona and LA and we'll be on that trip. And then I'll be in my highest excitement. So through the, the kind of poking and stirring up of that with David, I realized, you know what, this is not the highest to be in a waiting, even if it's just 10 days that we're here. So we, within a day received the future now desire, which was to move out of the house, even though we didn't know where we were going to go, even though we didn't know what it would look like, even though it is a number one priority that our dog Hugo is taking care of when we're traveling and that our things have a place to be, we didn't need to know the how, and we had to let go of the fact that it made sense on a practical, tangible level for us to stay in that house. And within 24 hours, we got on Airbnb and found a house that felt like a full fuck yes, moved our things out out of the house and into this Airbnb which is where I'm recording this episode. Now, it can almost sound small, but it's been enormous because even 10 days of being in the energy of waiting is enormously impactful on the side effects of who you be in your moment-to-moment reality and the magic and synchronicity and, and things that can get amplified When you contrast who you are in your highest full fuck yes, most potent expression and who you are when you're waiting. So for me to leave the house, now this is where I want to circle back to the compassion. I had to notice and own and be honest with myself about the fact that, oh, I was in a waiting. Why was I waiting? I felt afraid to leave. I started to settle back into a known reality. I actually slipped back into not fully trusting life to show up in the way that I very much witnessed it do for the last year, because I settled into the comfort of the known. I was holding on to the security and the safety of it. And I had to start with compassion for myself and say, oh yeah, there is a a part of me that started to get comfy in the contracted state of the known, 
in the known safety. Known is okay and doesn't have to be contracted, but if you're in the energy of waiting based on a hook into safety, then there will be a contraction. And so I started with compassion for myself and giving that part of myself that was in the attachment to the security, whatever it is that she needed, whatever it is that she actually needs. And what I realized is that she needed a reminder. And I had the gift, as I mentioned last year, of receiving an embodied trust in life. And so I sat with that part of myself and reminded her that so much magic happens in the unknown and that there hasn't been even one moment that we actually have not been supported, not even once. And so I sat with that part of myself and allowed her as long as she needed to fully receive both the support that she needed, giving the security that I had tied into the known of the house to myself and actually realizing that the greatest security is lives in the me that's in the trust of the larger flow of life. Life is not contained within any external structure. Life is the uncontained force of truth and harmony and higher intelligent organization than I could ever create on my human level. So I got excited again. As soon as I received that security within myself, I got excited again about being in the space of the unknown and got curious about what it would look like for life to show up for us in that way. So we book the house, the Airbnb, we move out of the house, like (laughs) the shared with our housemates. This is a decision that we made. We collapsed our future decision. We had already made for the end of the summer into the now, and that we were moving out of the house. I immediately felt lighter because every part of me that was holding on like a bobber just like whoop, just popped up to the surface. The energy was released that was being wasted in holding on. Holding on takes energy. So I opened and it's like as if it's the energy of letting go. There was like this rush of energy. So we walk into this house and the Airbnb like pictures There's no images of the art that's on the wall. And if you're watching the video of this podcast on YouTube, you'll see behind me, there's this beautiful ayahuasca art. There's visionary art all over the wall. This We walk into this beautiful home, floor to ceiling windows in the mountains in Colorado. And immediately I felt beyond inspired. I noticed that art on the walls, I could feel the energy of ceremony in the space. I could feel the depth of transformational work that is held here. I could feel the love and care that's put into the land here. It went far beyond what I felt and saw on the Airbnb. And mind you, This is springtime in Colorado, and that's high season for Airbnb bookings in the mountains specifically. And we booked this Airbnb a day before we moved into it. So the fact that this place was even available in itself is its own special brand of magic. So we walk into the house and David is planning on facilitating his meditation students. And now he has this beautiful space to do that. I had the Liberation Dojo just a couple days after we moved in, multiple podcasts to record. And I felt this massive expanse in my inspiration. My channel opened. I felt like I, I, through receiving my own desire... And again, in order to receive my own desire, which was to step into a co-created timeline with David and I for the very first time where the harmony of both of our highest excitement was being expressed in the now. As soon as we did that, it's like there was a healing and a release of any part that was holding or waiting and a massive expanse in spirit. 
So I felt like I could share from an empowered place of inspiration again. So there was just these beautiful side effects of actually receiving the highest excitement timeline in the now. From that place, we started hosting dinners with friends and having gatherings here and all of these incredible side effects, beautiful side effects of actually receiving our own space that ended up resulting in more clients for me, more students for David, deepening with friendships that we wouldn't have necessarily spent one-on-one time with if we didn't have our own space to host. It was like all of these new side effects started to happen in, in the highest way. I also started developing a relationship with the owners of this house who have been calling in guests or people to potentially rent the space longer term, just like David and I, who really honor the work that is done here, the sacredness of the land. And it turns out we're now in discussion with them to potentially get to stay in this space and utilize this space for the work that we do while we are here in Boulder. So this beautiful relationship is now forming with a home space that is so like perfectly crafted beyond anything either one of us could have even imagined up ourselves, specifically for the the work that we're here to do and the way that we serve, including the immersion I'm planning to facilitate for the next round of Dojo Immerse. I'm in conversation with them about hosting that here in this space. And it all came from receiving the desire that we were waiting to receive until the end of the summer after Burning Man in September in the now. So My encouragement, my encouragement is for you to tune into where in your life that you might be waiting, where in your life are you settling? And are you justifying that settling based on logical, makes sense things or fear-based lack filled, like, but what if I don't have the resources? What if this, these layers of fear or you know, belief structures around worth and just starting with looking at why are you waiting? And if you are having compassion for the one who's waiting deeply, and then starting to get curious about what the desire would be in the now, if you were to receive it, and then getting clear with the one who's a a bit afraid to receive that in the now, what is it that he or she actually needs to receive in the now? so that you can be a match to receive your own desire. Because the only thing in the way of you receiving your own desire in the now often is fear, is lack of trust. And so even if you're not ready to fully collapse it into the now, you are ready now to work with the aspect of yourself that isn't believing that you're ready to receive it in the now. Do you feel what I mean? And the more that part of you opens and becomes receptive to the possibility that you are worthy of receiving exactly what it is that you intuit is yours to receive because you are an expression of life. Life force energy moving through your body. Just like the tree is worthy of receiving the rays of the sun, you are worthy of receiving that which you truly desire. Your desire is a a direct reflection of life desire. Your truest desire Now, I'm not talking about the ones that are coming from like conditioning, like I'm supposed to want this thing, or I've been taught that this is what highest excitement looks like. But if you really tune into your deepest, deepest truth, for me, it was, oh, wow, it's actually, we're living in an expired timeline in this home 
with a group of friends when the truth is we are ready to step into our own co-created reality and explore what that is for the very first time. And it's important for us to have a space where we feel expanded, for us to have a space where we can serve, for us to have a space where we can host and connect with community and friends and really cultivate a reality together. That was all true. And and when we are in our expanded state, we're, I mean, the primary expression of our spirit since we've been here has been service and connection. And so it's a true desire in our heart that isn't coming from a being taught that this is what we're supposed to have. So I encourage you to tune in for yourself. What is it that is yours to receive in this moment? And where are you waiting? And in the waiting, where's the compassion? And what is it that you need in order to become a match to the you who believes you're ready to receive your desire in the now? And yes, that will often mean it will be necessary to let go of what you've been settling for. And that can be the scary part because there will be oftentimes a void space when you let go of what was so you can receive what wants to be. There will be a need for you to fortify yourself to trust life and trust your heart and trust your capacity to sustain your truth and your vision long enough for life to show up and affirm it. And that takes courage. So I honor all of you who are living your life beyond that edge and are willing to let go of what you know you're settling for in order to receive your authentic desire. So that's been our journey in arriving into this moment that I'm sharing with you from. So I'm in this beautiful space here in in Boulder and feeling super grateful and excited and expanded and really honoring David and me, myself both for meeting the curriculum that has risen for each one of us. And when you feel the energy of stepping into a big expanse, we've stepped into a big expanse. We've stepped into the unknown together. We're witnessing synchronicity and flow, fill in the space and affirm the decision. When we feel life support, like life supporting us, life support, that's a good signal that you're in alignment, that life is saying, yes, here's life support to support this decision. When we go through these big expanse, quantum timeline jumps, like quite literally, we jumped from one timeline that was available to us and we chose a higher timeline. Anything that's not a match to that higher timeline will come up. So now I'm kind of starting to veer into this inquiry uh, between intuition and fear. My own personal curriculum, there was a piece that came up for me since I have arrived here in this house. And life organized itself to create a catalyst, a trigger that activated in me a lot of fear and worry about the possibility of a future scenario that may occur. So I want to invite you to tune into something happening that has happened in your life, like a catalyst or a trigger that has brought up a protector in you that goes into negative future fantasy or worry. So it could be like, I'm worried about running out of money. So part of my protection mechanism is to think about the future, worry about the future, strategize to try to avoid the possibility of that thing I'm afraid of in the future happening. It could be, I'm afraid of being rejected or abandoned. Like the deeper I fall in love with this person, there's this fear of them leaving me or hurting or breaking my heart. 
And so we start to have this protector that comes up that thinks about the future, worries about the future, is spending so much time in this future scenario and going into strategy to try to protect from it. So I had a circumstance occur that has organized itself for a future moment that has brought up a fear in me. And when that fear comes up, which is occurring as an uncomfortable sensation in my body, a protector in me comes up and goes into that, shoots itself into that future moment and goes into worry and strategy and control and closure and is just constantly in that future scenario trying to figure out how to avoid feeling a certain feeling. So as I experienced this, I noticed myself go into the question over and over again. Well, but is this, am I intuiting something? Is what this negative future fantasy is telling me? Is it my Oracle that's coming on and saying, and telling me this is a thing that's going to happen? Or is it just fear that it's just fear coming up? And it's my fear that is having me go into protection. And it's just this like absurd amplified scenario that my mind is making up based on a past experience that I had. And my mind and system wants to do anything to protect me from experiencing again, because the truth is the thing I'm afraid might happen in the future has not actually happened yet. So that's where I'm asking you guys to tune in. Where do you go into a fear that something hurtful, scary, painful might occur in the future that hasn't actually happened yet? It might have happened in the past. And there's a circumstance that is happening in the future or a situation in your life, a friendship, a relationship that is aggravating the possibility of that thing happening again in the future, but it hasn't actually occurred. That's what I want you to tune into. And in those moments, we often ask, am I crazy? Am I just making this up? Is it just fear or is it my intuition? Am I actually on? What I realized is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's your oracle intuition or if it's just fear. Because if it is your oracle intuitive that's telling you that this thing in the future might happen, so let's say that were true. You going into protection, control, closure in the now as a function of something that you're intuiting will happen in the future is not your highest expression. And when we ask that question from the place that I'm referencing, the question itself is coming from fear. Is this my oracle? Is this my intuition? Is this my oracle? Is this my fear? I mean, is this my intuition? Is this my fear? You only want to know if it's your oracle or intuition because of the fear of it happening. So if it were to be your intuition or oracle, what does that mean? Like, then what? To protect to run away from it, to no, it doesn't matter because the invitation is still the same. And I'm going to name what that invitation is. And if it's just fear, great. There's relief in that. It's just my fear. Okay. There's relief in that. But the evolutionary juice is available when we utilize the catalyst itself of that future thing happening. The future thing that we're afraid to feel, we utilize the catalyst itself to ask ourselves if that thing were to occur, if it actually were to occur, who would I need to become in order to know that I could handle it? 
that's where the freedom is at. If that's the question that you are asking, then I would say yes to that. Then I would say, oh, that there's juice in that. So when we feel into this future now moment, this future feared moment that the negative future fantasy is going into, first of all, I want to name that the you who's going into negative future fantasy is an aspect of yourself that's in protection. It's going into future fantasy to try to strategize its way out of the potential of experiencing that thing you're afraid of. When you're in that negative future fantasy, you are out of your body. You are dissociated. It is quite literally a protection mechanism that is taking you out of the feeling. And while it's still uncomfortable to be in the anxiety of fearful future fantasy, it is a lower level of discomfort when you're out of body than it is when you're actually staying with yourself, bringing all of your attention that's in that feared future moment home into your system and giving all of your attention to the embodied current somatic experience that you're having without slapping story over it that actually has not occurred yet. That's where the juice is at. That's where the healing is at. And now the reason from my perspective that's occurring is because if there's a future scenario you're afraid to experience, often that means there's a past scenario that was similar that actually occurred in your past and that occurred to a version of yourself, a past version of yourself that did not have the tools to handle it. So whether you were three or five or 10 or 15 or 25 or 35, when the prior traumatic experience happened that had the flavor of the catalyst that you're experiencing, that you're afraid might happen, that's bringing up the fear of something might happen in the future, that you, the younger you, the prior you who experienced, actually experienced that scenario in the past did not have the tools to handle it. So that version of you very likely went into a some sort of protection, numbing, dissociation, escape to tolerate it in order to figure out how to tolerate it because you're a highly intelligent being and you will figure it out. If you have ears that are listening to this, that means you figured it out. You may not have been able to figure it out in the healthiest way then, but I will not come into agreement that the version of you who's listening to this, and especially not the version of you who might exist in that future now moment, won't have the capacity to integrate the tool that you need to handle it in a healthy way then, now or then. The protector of negative future fantasy comes online because you're projecting the you that you were, the one that didn't have the tools to handle it in the past into that future moment and assuming that the you in that future moment, if the thing that you're afraid of were to happen, also would not have the tools to handle it. And I want to call bullshit on that. I don't believe that. If you're listening to this podcast, you are a highly passionate evolutionary being who is doing the work. If you've stuck with this episode this long, I know that you are a highly evolutionary being, which means who you are today is a further evolved version of you than who you were a week ago. Nevertheless, 
a month ago, nevertheless, a year ago, nevertheless, 10 years ago. So you don't know this version of you. You haven't taken this version of you out for a spin in that future now moment that you've been worried might happen innocently because there was a prior version of you that didn't have the tools to handle it. So that prior version of you may have gone into overeating, watching TV, drinking, drugging, unhealthy sexual activity, any level of escapism. And the you in the now, first of all, and I just want to name again, that was innocent because you didn't have the tools at the time to deal with it. So now here you are, the you in the now has a catalyst come in that brings up the fear that you didn't have the tools for before might happen. Again, it could be anything. It could be, I might hit rock bottom financially. I might get cheated on or lied to or betrayed. My friends might reject me. I might get left out. All these things, the you in the now is projecting that negative future fantasy into the future, which is just a lower version of numbing. It's just a subtler version of escape. So the first step to healing this and kind of collapsing your receiving of the tool that you need into the now is noticing when you're escaping your body in the moment into a negative future fantasy. And sometimes what that looks like is noticing when you didn't notice. So it can be challenging to track dissociation because it's so second nature to just slip into negative future fantasy. Super easy to do. So many of us do it a lot of the time and we don't realize we're doing it when we do it. So just setting the intention to notice either when you do it, right when you do it, and then call your energy home. Or if you go into it, you will track it just right now. You've already received the expanse just through listening to this. The expanse enough to become aware of when you weren't aware. So you might go into it for 20 minutes and then realize, oh, wow, I've just been in my head in this protection of negative future fantasy for 20 minutes. Okay. I'm aware that I wasn't aware. I noticed that I didn't notice no judgment, no shame, just compassion. Okay. I'm I'm used to ejecting from my body so that I don't have to feel the thing that's here. Okay. No longer ejecting from my body. I call my energy all the way home, bring my attention, my presence, my most valuable resources home into my heart. And I really focus and give my attention to wherever in my body I have been feeling the pain or the discomfort the most and not slapping a story onto it to the best of your ability, just being present with yourself, staying with yourself and standing with yourself in the discomfort in the face of the catalyst that is occurring in the moment that has been bringing you into the future, into the future fantasy. So as we practice that, we learn how to just stay with our current somatic experience, which is you staying with you, which is you affirming to you that you are worthy of your own love. You are worthy of your own presence, no matter what. Once we anchor that in as a practice, then we can play with that future scenario we're afraid of. Because the truth is that is just one of a multitude of potentialities that might happen in that future now moment. And the liberation is not in strategizing, controlling, avoiding to try to make sure that that one thing you're afraid of doesn't happen. Does that feel or sound like the you that's free? Not to me. The liberation 
is in becoming the you in the now that has integrated the tool that you would need to handle it if the possibility, if that one thing were to happen. It doesn't mean we're saying it will happen. It doesn't mean you're hoping it will or creating yourself into the reality where it will. It just means you're receiving the evolutionary expanse that you would receive anyway if that thing were to happen. And life, nature does not waste energy. And I do believe life energy will invest an enormous amount of energy because we are a part of life in our evolutionary process. That's what life does. It compels us to evolve through catalysts and those catalysts get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger until we receive the expanse that's trying to happen. And if there's something you're afraid of, the expanse is in the empowerment, receiving the empowerment of the you that could handle it. So from an evolutionary perspective, if we receive the expanse that we would receive if the thing we're afraid of actually happened, in the now, why would life need to waste its energy to organize that particular catalyst that you're so afraid of in the future if you've already received in the now who you would become through it? I'm not saying that means for sure it won't happen. I'm just saying to me intuitively, it feels less likely to be necessary from an evolutionary perspective and from a higher self perspective, you don't need to create that for yourself to grow through if you receive what you would receive then now. So in a scenario that you're falling in love and you're in deep love and there's this negative future fantasy that keeps happening because you've been cheated on in the past that your partner might betray you or cheat on you or leave you for someone else. So you think of that negative future fantasy. And what you're doing is you're getting out of your vulnerability that's happening in the moment. And then once you've learned how to just stay and expand your tolerance to stay with yourself in what's here and the vulnerability of what's here, and we start to look at, okay, from the whole present awareness that I'm inhabiting right now, if I look at the possibility that in this future moment I'm afraid of, my partner abandons me or leaves me, Who would? what tool would I need to receive and integrate in the now to know that I could handle it? So I would look at something like I would need to receive the tool of absolute unconditional love ability. Like I need to receive the tool within myself now If that were to happen, I would need to know that I am lovable, I am worthy, and my worth and lovability is not dependent on something or someone outside of me choosing me. I'm receiving the tool now of receiving my choice of me, my unwavering, impenetrable lovability unconditionally. And I will cultivate a practice every single day in the now that will support me in becoming the me who really gets it into my bones that my lovability is not contingent on the choice point of another human being. We really let that land. And this is beyond concept because I know you're getting this conceptually. And even for me, it's I have to practice this and take it out of concept and into embodiment. 
So what would it look like for you to receive the tool that you would need in that feared future moment and integrate it? Not just conceptualize it like, oh, this is the tool I would need. And you have it in your mind, but actually integrate it into your being. What would you need? And you can get creative with that practice. Get creative with that practice. You can do gestalt work and actually communicate with different aspects of yourself until they start to get really deeply integrated. And I do a lot of creative practice work and gestalt work in my group programs. The the next round of the Dojo Immersed is opening the first week of August. So if you are feeling called to go deeper into this type of work with me, please do reach out or check out the website in the show notes and we can talk about it. But this is also work that each individual gets to take full responsibility for within yourself because the only the deepest place of receiving and really the only way to truly integrate this is to receive the tool and the truth of what you would need, who you would need to become in that future now moment. That's your evolution. Do you feel that? That's your growth. That's the gratitude we have for the catalyst that is compelling that growth. It has got to come from you from the inside out. So what do you need from the inside out in order to truly get that. I can hold this space for that. I can invite that. Other facilitators can hold the space for and invite that. But the truest healer, the truest facilitation, the truest space of integration occurs from the inside out. And that's something you can start to work on and receive for yourself today. And from there, you become the you in the now. You might not prefer that future feared moment, but you become the you in the now that could handle it. And there's so much liberation in that. And ironically, when you actually receive that and embody it, when you arrive into that future now moment, you realize that, wow, it's not just the one we often fixate on the possibility we're afraid of. It actually opens up this full spectrum of limitless other possibilities that could occur in that future moment that are higher possibilities because the you you are when you actually arrive into that moment has already received the catalyst. You've evolved beyond it. And so you're a match for more freedom, more love, more liberation for the, for the moment to occur in a way that goes beyond your wildest fears and actually meets you in excitement and desire in that moment. It's, there's a full spectrum possibility. There is never only one potential. We live in a reality of infinite possibilities. And I believe it's the alchemy between your spirit as a creator, as a conscious creator, as a facet of life, the alchemy of your spirit and the choice point that you're making, that you're operating from how that alchemizes and harmonizes with the evolutionary impulse of life, which will always move through you and will always organize itself to support the greatest expanse. And expanse can come in the form of challenging, uncomfortable catalysts that force you to move towards your evolutionary process, which is what I'm describing here. I'm just inviting you to receive it more quantum, quicker, get ahead of it. And expansion can also come in the form of you arriving into that moment And it's like greater than you ever imagined. There's more love, more expanse, more trust, more of everything. And and, and life is actually affirming your evolution through lightness, through love, through excitement, through joy, through bliss, right? That's what I experienced a lot of last year. I went through this huge release 
And then in the trust of life, life was like, wow, like, boom, these magical synchronicities occurring, even though my fear was, what if life doesn't show up? What if I, you know, go move backwards and lose everything that I cared about and all of these fears. And then life was just like greater. It's a, this and reality, you know, I have deeper relationships with my community from LA and met a whole new community in Colorado through my travels. It's like a, this, and it's greater than what I could have imagined, but I had to face off with and learn how to be with the fears that I had coming up that were like these negative future fantasies that would have, that that could either stop me from doing the release and go into strategy and being careful. I didn't do that. I let go fully and I received the tool that I would need, which was like unconditional trust, trust in life in the now. And then the me that actually showed up in the release, you know, the leap was the me that could experience the manifestation of the net. Life was like, yes, good job. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Because I received the expanse in the now that I would have received if the thing I was afraid of actually happened. Like if things didn't work, I actually still would have been fine. I would have figured it out. I would have received my trust in myself and ultimately my trust in life. So receiving that in the now afforded me the opportunity to actually experience each moment as an affirmation of trust in life, trust in myself, trust in life, trust in myself. Doesn't mean it was comfortable, but it means it was was true. It means it was expansive. It means I had perspective and context to see where the growth was wanting to happen. Even if it's uncomfortable, it's still the perspective around it of like, yeah, I see this is uncomfortable because that's where my growth is at. So just bringing that perspective in as you move through receiving the expansion that's trying to happen within you through a fearful future potentiality, receiving the expanse in the now. So we watch Again, we start out with compassion for the prior version of ourselves that didn't have the tools to handle it. We move into the now and actually give ourselves the possibility, the credit for the evolution that we have achieved since that prior moment where something similar occurred that we didn't have the tools to handle. And we affirm that who we are in the now actually has the capacity to integrate the tool that I would need if it were to occur, something similar were to occur again. I notice where the protection comes in the form of negative future fantasy, where I eject out of my moment into the future in order to try to protect myself. And I start to track that, call my energy home, find my safety in the present moment. And then I'm I'm tracking the steps here. And then I move into the future fearful moment from a place of being present in the now and imagine, well, what would I actually need? What tool would I need to receive now in order to know that I could be okay and handle it from an empowered place, if that possibility, not certainty, possibility were to occur. And then I create a practice to actually integrate that tool, not conceptualize it only, but actually move it from concept to an integrated embodied experience of, oh, I am the me that if that possibility were to occur, I could handle it from an empowered, truthful, loving, open, trusting place. And then we'll witness, give yourself an opportunity to witness from that place of trust, what occurs in that, whenever that future moment becomes the now and and open to the possibility that could even be greater than you imagined. And life might serve your evolution 
through affirmation of the expanse that you already received. So my loves, that feels like the completion of everything I have to share and transmit today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for receiving. It feels so good to share in this way. And I really honor each one of you for walking with me and receiving so deeply and living your life beyond the edge right along with me. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting zaharazimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. You can also find me on Instagram at Zahara Zimring, and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart, leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next time.